chapter 42. If you remember last week, it was murder. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to pick up where we left off last week, less murder this time, uh, but uh, still some fury. Uh, if you look in verse 17 uh, of, of chapter 41, the previous chapter, the chapter we talked about last week, it says they departed and they dwelt in the habitation of Chimham, uh, which is by Bethlehem, to go enter into Egypt. So they haven't gone to Egypt yet, but they're working their way there. <clears throat> so chapter 42 is going to pick up right there in the story. Um, and when I say story, please understand it's not a fake story, all right? It's not story time. Uh, this, this happened. This is uh, a real. But in verse 42, it says then, chapter 42, excuse me, verse 1, Then all the captains of the forces of Johanan, the son of Korea, and Jezaniah, the son of Hoshiah, and all the people from the least even unto the greatest came near and said unto Jeremiah the prophet, let, uh, excuse me, let we beseech thee, our supplication be accepted before thee, and pray for us unto the Lord thy God, even for all this remnant, for we are left but a few of many, as thine eyes do behold us. We're going to look at this request that they have, Jeremiah's response to it, God's response to it, and the people's response to the answer all here in chapter 42 this afternoon. Lord, I pray for your help. I believe there's so much we can learn as Christians in this chapter of Jeremiah, and I pray that we would learn it today and help me to present it in a way that is easy to understand and obviously a way that is correct. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. So we see here, as we saw in the previous chapter, they are, they are, you remember they are kind of running right now. There is fear uh, in their hearts that they are going to be the next to be killed. And uh, so they're headed towards Egypt. And now they are come to Jeremiah, and they have this request for him in verse number 2. It's interesting, they kind of kept their distance from Jeremiah for a while now. Now they're coming near to him. And they ask him an interesting question, and we've looked at this with other people as well, but they said, we beseech thee that our supplication, our request, our prayer be accepted before you, Jeremiah, and that you pray for us unto the Lord. And look what it says, unto the Lord thy God. These are God's chosen people. And they come to Jeremiah, and they say, Jeremiah, would you pray to your God? Wasn't it supposed to be their God? We'll see that terminology change in just a moment. But I find that really interesting. They finally have a little bit of reverence for Jeremiah, understanding his relationship with God. They have a little bit of interest in God, even though they've kind of abandoned God and not listened to God. And they understand that they have a need, and their need is one that only God can, can fix. And so they come to Jeremiah, and they say, Would you pray for us? Pray to God, asking him to help us, for we are left but a few of many. Our uh, Babylon, remember, has come in, Nebuchadnezzar, and carried the people off into captivity. And there are still some that were left in the land. And they're saying, but there's just a few of us, so would you pray, please? Verse number 3, that the Lord thy God, again, there it is, may show us the way wherein we may walk and the thing that we may do. They're looking for direction. Verse 4, then Jeremiah the prophet said unto them, I have heard you, behold, I will pray unto the Lord your God according to your words. And it shall come to pass that whatsoever thing the Lord shall answer you, I will declare it unto you, I will keep nothing back from you. So Jeremiah here uh, subtly says, I will pray unto the Lord your God, our God. I'll pray, but he makes sure they understand it's not just Jeremiah's God he's praying to. 
as their God also. And so he says, I will ask him everything that you said, and whatever he tells me, I will tell you, and I will hold nothing back. I will tell you word for word everything that God says. We need to conscientiously pray for other people. When they ask us, will you pray for me? When you say yes, you better mean yes. Dr. John Rice, the evangelist, uh, he always said, and I read in a book that he said, I, don't, I didn't read the whole book, I read a chapter, but nonetheless, I read in a book that he said, he said, when someone asked me to pray for them, if I was not going to pray for them on the spot, then I, I would say no, because I will forget and I won't pray for them. So they say, will you pray for me? If I said yes, I'd pray for them right there on the spot. Uh, otherwise, more than likely, I would never pray for them, so I wouldn't say yes. It wasn't going to lie to them. A lot of times someone will say, will you pray for me? And you go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> actually pray for them. Um, you know, a lot of times on social media, someone will say, pray for me, and you put in the comments, pray, are you? Uh, conscientiously, make an effort. Pray for the people who ask you to pray for them. Then uh, he says, I'm going to give you the right advice. Whatever God says, that's what I'm going to tell you. It's important that we don't ask for something uh, in prayer if we're not willing to obey the response that we get from God. A lot of times we'll say, God, I have an important decision to make. I need your wisdom. God, help me. And then God says, okay, here's the wisdom for you. And you go, well, God, that's not what I wanted to do. Can we do it this way? God says, no, here's the wise way to do it. Here's the way for you to do it. And you go, well... I was really hoping you were going to say something different, and I just, I can't do that. Well, you weren't praying for true wisdom. You want wisdom. God says, I have a lot of wisdom to give, and I'll give it to you liberally, over and above what you need. But if we're going to ask for it, we better be willing to obey what God says. And that's really what comes across these people here in Jeremiah 42. They said to Jeremiah in verse 5, The Lord be a true and faithful witness between us. If we do not even according to all the things uh, the which the Lord thy God shall send thee to us, whether it be good or whether it be evil, we will obey the voice of the Lord. Our God, now they say, to whom we send thee, that it may be well with us when we obey the voice of the Lord our God. So they're, they're grasping the concept, right? When we obey God, it will be good to us. What God tells us to do, whether it's something we like or something we don't like, good or evil is what they're talking about there, then we will do it. And when we obey, we know uh, that God will make it well with us. So they're saying all the right things. Verse 7, it came to pass after 10 days, the word of the Lord came to Jer unto Jeremiah. Sometimes we have to wait. God, I need this. God, I need this. Hurry, 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 hurry. And God's going, that's not how I work. Sometimes we have to wait. Ten days went by after the prayer of Jeremiah for the people. And the Lord responds to Jeremiah, verse 8, Then called he, Jeremiah, Johanan, the son of Korea, and all the captains of the forces which were with him, and all the people from the least even to the greatest. He wanted to make sure the message didn't get messed up along the way. He brings everybody in to hear what God had to say. And he said unto them, verse 9, Thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, unto whom ye sent me, to present your supplication before him. If ye will still abide in this land, then will I build you and not pull you down, and I will plant you and not pluck you up, for I repent me of the evil that have, I have done unto you. There's compassion here from God. 
He says, if you stay and not go to Egypt, I will build you back up. I will bless you. I will provide for you. Verse 11, be not afraid of the kings of Babylon, or the king of Babylon, of whom ye are afraid. If you go back to verse 18 of the last chapter, it says, because of the Chaldeans, for they were afraid of them. That's why they were headed to Egypt. So he says, be not afraid of the king of Babylon, of whom ye are afraid. Be not afraid of him, saith the Lord, for I am with you to save you and to deliver you from his hand. And I will show mercy unto you, that ye may have mercy upon you and cause you to return to your own land. The assurance is there. If you obey, I'll keep you safe. Come back to this. We've said it all through Jeremiah, haven't we? We want God's blessings, but oftentimes we don't obey God's word. We want God's direction, but we don't obey the direction he gives. And God says, you want to be safe? Okay, all you have to do is obey. Verse 13, but if you say, we will not dwell in this land, neither obey the voice of the Lord your God, saying, no, but we will go into the land of Egypt where we shall see no war, nor hear the sound of the trumpet, nor have hunger of bread, and there will we dwell. Doesn't it sound like that's the easy way out? We don't have to worry about war. We don't have to worry about the violence that comes. We don't have to worry about being hungry. We're going to have provision. It says in verse 15, And now therefore hear the word of the Lord, ye remnant of Judah. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, if ye wholly set your face to enter into Egypt and go to sojourn there, then it shall come to pass that the sword which ye feared shall overtake you there in the land of Egypt. And the famine whereof ye were afraid shall follow close after you there in Egypt, and there ye shall die so shall it be with all the men that set their faces to go into the egypt to sojourn there they shall die by the sword by the famine and by the pestilence and none of them shall remain or escape from the evil that i will bring upon them for thus saith the lord of hosts the god of israel as mine anger and my fury have been poured forth upon the inhabitants of jerusalem so shall my fury be poured forth upon you when ye shall enter into egypt and ye shall be an, an uh, execration and an astonishment, and a curse, and a reproach, and ye shall see this place no more. God says, you're afraid of war and famine? You should be afraid of me. You're afraid of what this world can do to you? You should be afraid of me, because I'm the creator of the world. It's interesting to me here that he says, you're trying to run from these things. It's going to follow you. Reminds me of the story of Jonah. He's running from God. Didn't want to go to Nineveh. Didn't want to preach in Nineveh. He gets on a boat. What happens? A mighty storm comes. God says, you can't run from me. And if you do run from me, it's going to cause more problems. So what did Jonah have to do? He says, throw me off the boat. If you want the storm to stop. And the people said, okay. Off he goes. Wouldn't it have been easier for Jonah just to go to Nineveh? <laughs> and he wasn't scared of war. He was scared of people getting right with God, getting saved, being spared. These people, they're afraid of war, and God says, if you go to Egypt, you're going to see war. They're afraid of famine. God says, if you go to Egypt, you're going to have famine. 
afraid of pestilence. If you go to Egypt, you're going to have pestilence. Everything that you're running from, if you don't trust me, it's just going to follow you. Verse 19, the Lord has said concerning you, O ye remnant of Judah, go ye not into Egypt. Know certainly that I have admonished you this day. Jeremiah says, that's the message that God told me. I've given it to you. I've done my part. Now it's time for you to do yours. Verse 20, for ye dissembled in your hearts when ye sent me unto the Lord your God, saying, pray, us, uh, pray for us that the Lord our God, and according to, unto all the Lord our God shall say, so declare unto us, and we shall do it. And now... I have this day declared it unto you, but ye have not obeyed the voice of the Lord your God, nor anything for he which uh, he hath sent me unto you. Now therefore know certainly that ye shall die by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence in a place whither ye desire to go and sojourn. These people had already set in their hearts what they were going to do. And they were hoping God would agree with them. I've learned from personal experience you can't direct God. And there are times God will tell you to do something you don't get it, you don't understand it. Why is he, why? And I can't always explain it to you. But I can tell you something else I've learned that when God directs and I've followed, God's taken care of me every step of the way. It wasn't easy. Listen, if had they... Had they not gone to Egypt, there was going to be hard times. They were concerned about famine. Why? Because there was famine. <laughs> they were concerned about safety. Why? Because there was danger. But God said, if you obey me, I'll take care of you. And they didn't trust him. They said, "What, God, I don't understand how you'll do that. So we're going to go where it's comfortable. We're going to go with what we can see. What is faith? Faith is the evidence of things hoped for. We see the things that we've not seen. Believing, God, you've said this. And by faith, I'm going to follow it. Proverbs says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. You see, a lot of times we don't trust in the Lord with all our hearts, and therefore we lean on our own understandings. And instead of acknowledging him, we just go the way we want to go, what makes the most sense. Isn't it interesting that leading up to this point in history, <clears throat> God had told the people that if you don't obey me, you're going to be taken captive in Babylon. And that came true. And now the remnant that is left is being told, if you don't obey me, you're going to die in Egypt. How quickly we forget God doesn't lie. How quickly we forget that when God says something, he follows through. God does not go back on his word. Jeremiah did exactly what he said he was going to do. I will pray for you. And whatever God tells me, I'm going to give you the answer. And they said, whatever he says, we're going to do. God said, stay where you are. 
and they had already set the decision what they were going to do before God ever answered. God tells us the same thing. Not stay where you are, but he says, if you do what I tell you to do, I'll take care of you. If you go against what I tell you to do, troubles are going to follow you. You can go to the simplest of commands in God's word. Walk with me. Trust me. Have faith in me. Follow me. Talk to me. Listen to me. Love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And love thy neighbor as thyself. And I'll take care of you. And yet, we love God with some of our heart, some of our soul, and some of our mind. And we love the neighbors that we get along with. That's not what God said. And then we go, God, why? Why, why is all this trouble following me? And he says, <clears throat> is this thing on? He says, I told you, if you'll obey me. I'll take care of you. I'll shelter you in the storm. I'll provide for your needs. I'll give you wisdom. I'll give you guidance. You miss out. It may be what your eyes tell you looks right. But God tells you, look to me. Listen to me. Do what I say, and everything will be fine. But God, there's famine here. So? I fed your ancestors. I fed people who trusted me. I fed people who walked with me. I sent a bird to feed one guy. I dropped bread from the sky to feed others. I can feed you. That's no problem. But God, there's danger. He said, I've got an army. It'll be all right. But God, I don't understand. God says, but I do. I'm all-knowing. But God, I need direction. I've got the map. But God, I've made mistakes. Yeah, I know, I, I forgive. You see, God's got the answer. And he says, I can give you peace. I can give you protection. I can give you provision. It's all here and it's all available for you. All you have to do is obey. These people had determined in their heart, no matter what God said, they knew what they were going to do. How often do we do the same thing? We look at our country today and we can go, boy, I'm afraid. I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe not even in my lifetime, maybe in my lifetime, but my kid's lifetime. My grandkids' lifetime. Boy, what's going to happen to our country? It's scary. 
God says, are you where I told you to go? Are you doing what I've told you to do? I'll take care of you. He's not saying that it's going to be easy. But he says, have faith. Listen and follow. And I'll take care of you. Be where God tells you to be. Do what God tells you to do. It sounds easy. And it is simple. It's not easy. It is simple. Just do it. If you've never tried it, just having, if I can use the word blind faith, although I don't think it's blind because we've seen everything that God's done, but if we just say, God, I have faith, and I'm just going to trust you, and even though I don't understand it, even though I don't get it, even though I don't agree with it, God, if you tell me to do it, I'm just going to do it. Try it. Not for a day. For a month. Try it. And watch what God does in your life. Watch how he stretches you, how he grows you. How he opens your eyes and your heart to understand better who God is. You say, but Egypt looks so much better. It's not. Trouble will just keep on coming. And you won't have the help that you could have had if you just stayed where God wanted you. I say this often, but learn from other people's mistakes so you don't have to make the mistake. We see time and time again these people in Jeremiah making mistake after mistake after mistake, and the same thing keeps on happening to them. And now thousands of years later, here we sit, making mistake after mistake after mistake, and the same thing keeps on happening to us. The Bible's not a storybook. It's true. It happened. It's continuing to happen today until we learn and just obey what God tells us. Well, let's follow God better this week. Let's set in our heart and ask God for his help to follow him truly, whatever he tells us to do. Take your own ambitions. Take your own thoughts. Ball them up and throw them in the garbage can clean slate. God, what do you want me to do? Have faith that what he says is right. And then do it. I promise you will not regret it. And again, it's not going to be easy. I guarantee there's going to be things that come across, across your plate. You're going to go, uh, this isn't fun. But God says, have faith. As long as you're doing what I told you to do, you have faith. And you stick with it. And you will not regret it. Lord, help us to lean on you. It's hard for us. We are prideful. We feel like we're smarter than we are. God, it's so easy to lean on what we can see and touch and feel. God, I pray that this week, the days ahead, the months ahead, that we will taste and see that you are good. God, may we not make the mistakes that were made here in Jeremiah. But God, when you speak to us, may we follow. God, may we understand that the communication is open and that we should speak and talk to you and listen to you. And God, I pray that we would just have faith. 
that you know what is right. Well, this morning we saw where you said you already know our needs before we even ask of them. And Lord, I believe you just simply wait for us to lean on you. So this week, today, may we lean. May we fall right on you. Lord, help us, guide us, direct us, help us to be more faithful this week in our Bible reading and our prayer life. Lord, in our obedience, that we can walk in victory. Lord, that we can walk under your wings, protected and provided for. Grow us this week, I pray, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you for coming today. We had a great crowd today. Um, exciting, exciting day. And uh, looking forward to it. Next week, we start uh, the new Sunday school setup, 10 o'clock in the fellowship hall. And uh, it's going to go quick. So try to be here on time so you don't miss anything. And then, uh, of course, regular service at 1045 and 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Wednesday night, if you can be here, I know traffic has been just nuts on 75. If you can't be here in person, we sure love to have you. If not, we'll send out the Zooms again as well. Um, but thank you so much for being here today. And uh, we're praying for you. We love you. If there's anything we can do for you, please let us know. Lord bless you. Let's be dismissed.